Welcome. You're listening to For the Love of Real Estate, a podcast with Jeffrey Dusan and Adam Stahuro. Okay. Another episode. Here we are back. And we have our special guest back with us, Jason Delot. Uh, welcome back, Jason. We, we wanted to finish up our conversation that we were talking to you about hiring an admin and growing our empire from there. Leveraging. 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 That's the key word, leveraging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what were some of the limiting beliefs you had around uh, hiring your first assistant or admin? Well, that, you know, the admin, that was, that was my first hire, the assistant. I guess the number one limiting belief, and I kind of shared it on the, on the first episode, was uh, can I afford this person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and do all the things that I need to do to build the business. Um, and so I, I've, qu- I've quickly realized that, I mean, in order for me to scale, it's like, it's like juggling multiple things, you know, and I was, I was, I was dropping opportunities. Um, I was dropping the ball on revenue, Wow. you know, and that's what, that's what made me realize, you know, um, and I read a book and, and not that I'm, I'm, I'm plugging a book. But uh, it's called Rocket Fuel. Was the book? Yes. Yeah. Rocket Fuel. Just t- yeah, it talks about there's there's visionaries, and then there's integrators. Mm-hmm. And so when I when I I never had heard that concept. Like man, as a visionary, I'm thinking I'm always thinking down the road, two years, five years. And I've always told my wife, man, if I could just find somebody to take all this information in my mind and just put it down on paper mm-hmm. and integrate this stuff, I'd be you know, and I'm. I now realize that's what an assistant does. That's what, that's what an well, and, and, that, and that's literally how you train them, right? Because yeah. the first thing the MREA, the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book teaches us is the way you, the way you educate your assistant yeah. is you tell them to follow you around with a steno pad. Mm-hmm. And if they follow you around for 90 days. Hey, Jeffrey, I'm sorry. What's a steno well, pad? Okay. With, with, with their notes app. Oh, open. with an iPad. Okay. And they I get should it now. be okay. building the, um, the, the training manual, manual. Yeah. Okay. For how your business runs mm-hmm. and what you do. And then when a PIR comes back, here's what, how you yeah. format a response. Here's how that works. Here's what that means. And we need to, as leaders, give them time to go be working on that every day after mm-hmm. they do something. Um, and yeah. One of my professors in college that. talked about like, if I get hit by a beer truck or another freight train, in my example, um, who does what? And so looking back when I was like an assistant or a marketing director or anything like that, I had taken that to heart and started to write my own manual of like, this is how you do my job step by step. So in the event that for me actually happened. But how many of us are actually good at writing a manual? Yeah, somebody could take that over. And so with an assistant, that's exactly what you're saying. So they me around and write this down. So they do it. They take your practices and they make them and they make them official. Right. And then they start to own the job. And worst case, if this person doesn't work out, you've got a manual, <laughs> you've got the start of a training manual that the next person can pick yeah. up and actually learn. And all your time wasn't for nothing. Yeah. No. That was definitely another limiting belief. It's like, okay, yes, I, yes, I know I need help, but I don't have a manual. So mm-hmm. I have to first create the manual before I get to hire. Right. And so, no, it was like, you know, write down what I do. That's my process. And mm-hmm. she makes it look pretty and puts it on, you know, PDF forms right. and all that. But I mean, like, you know, another book that I read, I would recommend it is Who Not How. 
right? Mm-hmm. And I think I think that might be where you got that from, Adam. It's like you know, if if you were literally incapacitated and taken out of your business for thirty days, how long would it survive? You know, it was the yeah. hit by a bus test. And and I hate to say it, you know, but we know the failure rate of, of real estate agents, and they, their business couldn't. We saw that in COVID. How many mm-hmm. people had to fold after 60, 90 days? Well, I got another question for you. How many agents can't continue their business after they do their first big deal? They end up starting from scratch all over again. Yeah. They get a big deal. They get a few big deals. And this happens to agents that have been in the business for more than a few years. Mm-hmm. They get three deals that kind of all hit at the same time. Um, and then they literally, you know, take their foot off the gas. They take their, yeah, they can't do anything else besides push these deals down the road because they have no assist, they have no help. Mm -hmm. Well, I've seen it uh, both ways where they kind of take their foot off the gas and like, oh, we're good. And then uh, they buy a new Beamer. They buy, like start buying things. Well, sure. I've also seen the other way where people take it and then reinvest it into their business unwisely. And they think that, oh, well, as long as I'm buying this or spending money on this or doing this. $4,000 a month of Zillow leads. If I just close one more property a month, I'll be fine. Yeah. yeah, it's like that's a big deal when you're not closing twelve a year. Mm-hmm. No, but when I sat down and just started writing down the things that, and if I could just find somebody to do this, right? Just like number one, just track my business. Like, mm-hmm. where is this even? Where is this even lead coming from? Tracking my business, uh, managing and tracking our vendors. We use the same title company lender, you know, uh, coordinating that type of stuff. Um, I don't know, launching listings, uh, managing my pipeline, marketing. Like, there's so many things yeah. that I was having to do that. I can just little by little give that to somebody else. Exactly. How often are you, I mean, it, it's no fun showing up on Sunday to do an open house as it is, right? But what if it was done for you? Mm-hmm. What if you're, you know, you did two open houses every Sunday, but your admin goes and sets it up, you show up, you do it. And while, she, and while he or she, while you're at that open house, he or she's going to the next one that you're going to do right after and prepping that. So mm-hmm. you can go do that. And if well, you're so- going to be away from your family for six, eight hours on a, right you know four to four to eight hours on a sunday then at least Mm -hmm. it was really high value activities and what are you looking for the whole time you indoctrinate the whole team to know that what they're trying to do is when they park their car and they meet a neighbor you know learn what they can who's going to buy who's going to sell next who's moving Mm -hmm. who just got a promotion on the street learn all those things that's really really valuable stuff well so with everybody working from home nowadays and um you know i myself have had multiple assistants in the philippines um i think the most was four or five at one time um what are your thoughts on something like that Uh, should my first hire be somebody in the philippines because it's uh quick cheap and easy that's a, that's a great point. I was, I was hoping you, you would touch that because, man, where do you, so let's answer the question, where do you find them, right? And so in the virtual uh, era or whatever you want to call it, right, age that we live in, you mm-hmm. know, um, there, are, there are a lot of companies overseas, you know, who are literally are willing to stay up during our hours, sleep on, on flip-flop. Yeah. Um, and so maybe, maybe starting off virtual, you know, is, is the, uh, the way to start, right? It's a, it's a small base salary, very low. Uh, the, the thing for me is the language barrier. You know, mm-hmm. I, I would interview multiple ones to make sure that they spoke fluid English because I know me personally, if I get a phone call from a number, I don't, I don't you know, and, and not any disrespect from any foreign speaking people, but they start talking. I'm like, all right, this is already a sales call. This is not somebody I know in my sphere. Um, 
And so, but there are a lot of companies out there, virtual desk, agent, agent, desk. I mean, there's, there's, I can rattle off two or three, Yeah. but um, you know, it all depends on the value proposition to the agent. I rather somebody that I can just reach over and say, Hey, did we email so-and-so and so that's valuable to versus having an email to somebody across the great lakes. Mm-hmm. It, every value proposition is different for every person. Yeah. Look, I love virtual assistants. I've had them over the years. Um, a few things have changed for me. The first thing is, is when I first hired, started hiring virtual assistants, the average salary for a virtual assistant was $2.20 an hour. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Did you start five in the 80s? Year, No, it was five <laughs> years ago. Oh, wow. So there's been lots of changes. Mine was more than that. <laughs> and now <laughs> rates, you know, labor rates have gone up in the United States as well. Um, but you end up with a different set of problems. You know, I always needed to find a VA that has an iPhone. You know, they charge the same for the iPhone in the Philippines as they do in the United States. Why do you need an iPhone? Well, because you're communicating with them all the time. So I want iMessage to work. I want to just FaceTime. I don't want to have to jump on a Zoom, like start up a Zoom. I don't want to have to start up a a Skype call or something like that. Mm -hmm. I just want it to be really fast and native as if they are just around the corner. So have somebody who works this with the same technology that you work with exactly. on a daily basis. I want to just be able to share things a simple, easy way and not get all bogged down technology. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think there becomes this time where you have to make a bet on yourself though. Mm-hmm. And the bet on myself is I'm going to make this financial risk. Okay. Because I believe I can get the more out of the person. If they're right here, I can send them across town to get keys. I can send them to start an open house for me. I can send them to do blah, 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 blah. You know, being able to drive, being able to do things in town helps a whole, whole lot mm-hmm. as far as that leverage list. Yeah. Um, I think the virtual assistant just at this point gives, I guess for me, takes all excuses off the table. Like you have no excuse. You can go yeah. live or you can go virtual. Just get an assistant. Mm-hmm. And there's ways <laughs> to get virtual assistants that aren't full time. I mean, you yeah. can go use... If you just want to find good graphic services, yeah. like box brownie, um, or mm-hmm. you know, some Fiverr. of these Fiverr, Fiverr. Yeah. great resources that you can go to the same people over and over and over again once they learn your stuff. But really, at the end of the day, I don't find we're needing those kinds of things as much anymore. We so, got tools like Command. Now, or, would you actually have to hire a, a full-time or even part-time assistant if you had um, like a local, I know in Florida, we had a transaction coordinator we could hire her for uh, $500 a transact or no, $400 a transaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and that took a lot of paperwork of off. Yeah. yeah. Is that good leverage? Have you done something like that? What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, no, I definitely, I think a TC is definitely uh, valuable because again, man, we, we didn't, we didn't get into this business to push paper around. You know, yeah. I, I got into this business because I wanted to literally my vision statement, right. is simple helping people transition to their next. Mm-hmm. that's it because that's what that's what it's, it's about life transition right? you go from being in an apartment transition to a first-time home right so now you need a bigger house you got kids now you transition to a bigger one now all mm-hmm. the kids have left we're going to transition to a smaller one i just want to go help as many people possible transition to their next yeah none okay. of that vision statement anything to do with admin paperwork emails and so uh the tc was definitely valuable uh i did that i hired it because the good thing about the TC is you pay that when it closes. 
It's not yeah. an out of it's not a monthly, weekly expense. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, if that's a person's first form of an assistant to take, like Jeffrey said, right, that 30% off of the admin stuff, start with that, you know, yeah. and, you, and once you close on it, then you pay it. Then you'll get to realize how much more that person's really helping benefit, you know, your leverage. Yeah. I'll tell you my challenge with all, with, with breaking it up, whether it's a TC, whether it's a graphics person, it's third party, all this kind of stuff, is we never got that cohesive uh, Deuce on Team experience or Delat difference because we couldn't train that in. Mm-hmm. We couldn't train that method. And I was still in the middle of everything and having to sort out who gets what, and I never cleared up. Mm-hmm. You know, it was always the person still keeping the trains on time. And I was never able to empower one person to be you know, I could never just toss my cell phone and say, hey, I'm going to be gone for a little while. Take this. Mm-hmm. Well, so with that in mind, Jason, can I ask the tough question of uh, how was it the first time you fired someone? I am a borderline ID. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm I when you meet me. Let's go have let's go have lunch. Let's go do this. But when it comes to my business, I can switch to a D very quickly mm-hmm. to the point where I don't like that side of myself, right? And so I never had an issue going into that. Uh, I think what I've learned is the only reason it was difficult for me was when I didn't set the right expectations. I wasn't honest and intentional upfront on what this job entails. Mm-hmm. And so I was always running behind them, apologizing. I've learned this is the task. We're going to set 30, 60, 90 day little evals to see are we up to where you are. And then if not, then, you know, this is simply a business decision, you know, not personal. This is what I've learned in this, guys. And this is, this is not a mic drop moment, but for <laughs> me, it was. I understand that systems run your business and people run your systems. Wow. There you go. All right. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you join <laughs> us next week. <laughs> that's, that's, that's some great wisdom there. And I, yeah. I think the other answer adam is there was never a great firing mm-hmm. right it always sucks yeah the worst um, fire was when i fired my wife <laughs> well we just you know we just couldn't be she's still filing be. for unemployment <laughs> <laughs> we just couldn't you know uh we just couldn't both run that schedule and we realized as a family unit that uh she was more valuable being a mom she was mm. more valuable being a wife you know and so like look you're off the team, you know, yeah. <laughs> I need, I need to, you know, have peace in my home at night, you know, and, and talk about other things other than, you know, addendum. Yeah, that's, it's a whole different <laughs> skill set when you bring your spouse and we can start a new podcast on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Well, maybe next time we'll touch on some issues around where to find people, how to hire them, how to pay them. But I think this was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Jason, Jason, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, for everybody listening, we'll go ahead and put Jason's information down uh, in the show in the notes. Des- yeah, in the description so you guys can contact him if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, um, or even ask him questions about hiring. He's, he's definitely awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason. Hey, man. Thank appreciate you, you guys. Oh, you have a good one. Thank you, Jason. Good job, guys. See ya. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to For the Love of Real Estate, a podcast with Jeffrey and Adam. Research and contribution to this week's episode is provided by Jeffrey Dusan Jr. and Adam Stahura. Our engineer chief mixer is Chavis Quick. 
Keller Williams Realty New Orleans, licensed in Louisiana. Each office is independently owned and operated. Follow us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at For the Love of Real Estate Podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. See you next week.